marketing is about value. This is a very complicated world. It's a very noisy world. And we're not going to get a chance to get people to remember much about us. No company does. And so we have to be really clear on what we want them to know about us. Hey, man. Oh. Popping up the can. I'll do the same. Cheers. Wait, to the camera. Cheers, brother. <laughs> it's like at the end of every day, I have to have a beer to just congratulate myself for surviving. <laughs> late, late recording is... Um, it's not bad. It's just different, different vibe, different vibe, different mood. Yeah, I mean it's not as bad as last week. I hope you can't uh, hear the boys screaming in the bath right now. They're just having a complete fucking meltdown. But no, um, I can't hear them. They'll be too, they'll be sleeping at some point. I don't know. I don't care. I'm in podcast mood now. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. <laughs> One thing I wanted to talk about actually briefly because that was so annoying is that do you remember that that tweet i did last week where for the first time in my life uh, i went a little bit viral on twitter got a hundred thousand views which is nice yep in yeah, this, uh, cool, this an age and i did like the content clickbait where you i said i did a video uh for a meta ad where you can get like the cheapest traffic on the internet which i think arguably i found an even cheaper one now on 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 x some people got angry at you though <laughs> but a few, the few actually like two or three out of like 700 were like you know like oh that's just you know it's just worldwide targeting or whatever basically the key of the the trick on meta is that if you do worldwide targeting and website traffic you can scrape you know the bottom of the barrel of the traffic in terms of uh, you know where it comes from but it comes from everywhere to be honest it's not like uh just one or two countries or like south you know southeast asia or whatever it's everywhere mm. um but the thing i didn't like it's not about the 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 the, the campaign in itself or the content in itself it's like i like you do some you do some testing you want to share a little something to people which you know some people might know about it some people might not know about it like whatever some people are learning and you spend some time you know like you do a tweet then i go on loom i do a little loom visit video like five minutes and then you and then you like you know you exchange a follow for the content you know that's you know fair enough everyone does that and uh sometimes some some people not a lot but like two or three were like Oh, that was a waste of my five minutes. You know, like this is uh, this is this <coughs> is rubbish or whatever. Like um, this shouldn't be allowed. Like super, like strong stuff. Like I think I found I, I I for the first time I tasted the the nastiness of of uh, of X. You know those type <laughs> of uh, Man, the first um, time. Yeah, for the first time. You're lucky. And I was like, why? Why is like what is your problem? <laughs> Like why, why do you even engage with me? If you didn't like it, just move on. Like why do you have to like make it? Why is it painful for you that you have to like spend time? And that that particular guy did a tweet about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> this guy did this thing. And like then he spent. Then he's trying to get the the hype on him. You know, like that's what they like. They jump on it. Like they're creating content to mm -hmm. of the top of my content to try and like counteract it or whatever. And I was like, that's so sad. It was just, it was sad. Like those, the, those like two or three, but particularly this one guy out of, yeah, it was like 800 people. I had to like manually send the Loom video to 800 people. It took me three days to do that. <laughs> but I did it because there's daily limit on, on X. You can't send, you know, more than, I don't know, a few hundred messages a day. And uh, I had to catch up every time I could. But, um, but yeah, this one guy, I was like, just move on. Like if you don't like it, just move on. What's what's the what's the issue? I I, yeah, it was it was a bit. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, sad. I mean, th th those people were jumping on it, saying, "Oh, it's, you know, you want to be optimizing towards a convert a, like a checkout or a conversion. If you're D 2 C, you're never going to drive any any customers this way." But at the end of the day, you never said 
this is the cheapest conversions on the internet. You exactly. are like, this is the cheapest traffic. If people are stupid enough to think that cheap traffic would result in good conversions, then it's exactly. never worked. For, your, for the reason that you were testing it in the first place, for the yeah. end, it was, then it, it makes it, sense. You want people from global. Exactly. It was for traffic. And, and what I like about um, geeking on those kind of things is that, oh, here we go. I thought it was early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve. Welcome. How are you, man? Good, man. How are you guys doing? All good, all good. That's a good, that's a good transition to, um, into talking about you because I actually don't know. I know what you do now, but I don't really know the story. Like, where, how did it start? When did it start? And, you know, like, how did you get to where you are now? Like, if you could give us, like, a... A summary that would be great because I'm actually curious. So, started in the app space in 2011, started making apps of my own. I taught myself how to code. I was running marketing for a startup in San Francisco, and so I just was doing it on the side. And I thought in 2013, I was like, you know what, I want to do a podcast. And I love listening to podcasts about apps, but not there weren't that many app related podcasts. And so I decided to say, F it let's start a podcast about apps and solely on apps and let's see if i can learn from some of my heroes in the space to do this full-time take this little side hustle into a full-time business so started interviewing my first get was the co-founder shazam and the first ceo and i made friends with them chris barton so and i built up and that was like the first one that really tipped the scales and selvan cochet from Babel, he, you know, he's running Optimum at the time, but he was my literally my second guest. And so I've been able to remain friends with a lot of different people. But yeah, we we started interviewing some of my heroes in the space, then built an audience who then the audience started coming to me for marketing help. Now, my background was online marketing, like growth hacker, right? And so didn't know what I was doing. That's just trying to learn from everybody. But six months after starting the podcast, there was a little bit of an audience that started enough of an audience that started coming to me that I left my corporate job to do this full time. And so fast forward 10 years later, we have an app marketing agency specializing in ASO, some UA, and then monetization as well. And in 2015 is when I made the switch to be more YouTube focused. And I was still doing YouTube videos, but the podcast was like, oh, me learning. And so, but, and then the YouTube was me sharing. So, but now I just go, live on youtube since the pandemic because i i got lonely and i need friends <laughs> and so i was like i need to talk to people and so i was like forget the audio only let's just do it on youtube and so like 2020 i just made the shift to not only to no longer do just audio only podcasts and just go live on youtube and and um for for the for the background on how we met because I, I i really uh, i chased you down <laughs> for many years i was uh I, I when was it it was like 2017 2018 um starting my job at depop and never done aso or asa before that because when i was like a few years back um i wasn't in charge of that i was just doing paid social and i found your channel on youtube and i started binging like literally all the videos in from that time and uh, so i remember i was leaving some comments sometimes i'm not really a commenter on on youtube but sometimes when it's really worth it i was like a you know, fire emoji like let's leave some fire emojis in there and uh it, it was really it, it to be it was really hard to find really good content on aso and asa um at that time and uh through watching your videos, I become I became like the expert at Depop for <laughs> so it was like yeah just you know thanks uh, thanks uh, Steve you know but um, fast forward to this year earlier this year uh, we were together at, uh, what was the name of the event App Promotion Summit I think it was uh, oh yeah yeah Promotion Summit in London baby promotion summit in london you're the keynote you're the first one i was doing a keynote yeah, yeah i was doing a keynote. I was looking for i was looking for you in the room and i was and i tweeted at you i was on the table afterwards and i was like oh my god he's in london i was sweating i was like oh god i, I can't meet him now <laughs> like it's been a few years uh i tweeted at you and i think you replied and then i saw you across the table and i was like it was like it was almost like uh you know approaching uh when i was single like approaching a, a girl or something i was like oh, i was shy and everything 
<laughs> That's risky, man. Yeah, it was risky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never meet your heroes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Steve, one. Like, one other thing I wanted to to start with is um, what what do you think is the the state of the app world these days? Like in terms of, uh, um, I guess, like in terms of like app creation and monetization, is it like still on the up? Yeah, I think it's definitely mature. Right. I think we're in the. Mm the maturity phase, I think there's still room in the market. You know, there's a lot of apps I still work with that are recently launched and doing pretty well. And I think it's the misconception, you know, because I, I guess because I talk a lot about ASO that you need ASO. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's the foundation. Like, if you understand the basics, that's good enough. But I think the misconception is just it's a funnel, right? It's any web funnel, right? And so it's not, ASO is free traffic, great, but it's also not the only source of traffic. And I've talked to, they're like, what what channel should I focus on? And I talked to so many different people that some people are like Twitter ads, right? X ads. And some people are all about meta and some people are all about ASA. And so some people have even done it on Pinterest and it's just like, or even Reddit. And so it's just like, you have to think about it as a funnel and the go-to-market strategy is like, for me, the easiest go-to-market strategy is like, where are my consumers? And I think we talked about this during our live stream with Nude, but it was just like, go to where yeah. the fish are, right? Go fish where the fish are. And I think a lot of people make that mistake and always feel like, cause I'll talk to a lot of people like, help me with ASO. I'm like, you got a meditation app, man. Like, yeah, I, there's nothing that I can do because there's just so many big players in the game already that you have to think about yeah. beyond just aso so i want to make sure and it could be just me because i talk a lot about aso so you know i'm filtering some of the people yeah, that i get yeah, to talk yeah. to yeah the, the level of saturation in some of the categories of apps is insane these days like definitely mature um, yeah so you, yeah, you gotta get clever elsewhere. but if i was building the app this today i would always start in the niche Right. And I talk about the analogy I use is like meditation or even sleep sounds. Right. And so meditation, there's deep breathing or breathing exercises. And there's the, the app breath work that's done pretty well for themselves. And so I always start in the niche and there are some really good keywords and category of apps with decent search volume. And so they're, they're getting free traffic and they're more niche of an app, right? So you think about like mm. meditation, I don't know what you really want. Do you want like, you know, mm -hmm. who do you want? I don't know really, but if I know like deep breathing yeah. or breathing exercises, I know exactly what you want. You might want the box breathing, you want pace breathing, right? And so the, the niche is where I like to start. And then you can always go up Yohan and Jake, but like you can't, you know, it's harder to start at the very top and then go down or start at the very top yeah. and then try to compete with the rest of the players there. I prefer to just start in the niche, build my revenues and then go up because then you can just build up like more meditational stuff. But now you got a foothold on the breathing exercises in front of things. And I've seen so many different apps mm -hmm. that are so niche and people tend to avoid it. But at the same time, they're just printing money. And if you're in the mindset of just printing yeah. <laughs> money and you're bootstrapped, that's the route I would go. If you're trying to get VC and trying to go super huge, all right, go ahead, play with the big players there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I think it's um, it comes back to like finding your ICP right and just nailing that initial persona. You're like you're building your product for mm -hmm. a need. Like no, no, nobody has the need for like meditation. Right. And and again, and it's also like jobs to be done, right? People aren't hiring the meditation app to meditate. They're hiring it to de-stress. Or yeah. and then nobody has the even the goal to de-stress. Someone they don't know they're stressed. So I think that's really interesting. And there's been a lot of apps even recently that I've worked with at the agency. They're trying to immediately come out and like be the do everything app. Dude, and I know. it's just mm. so difficult when they go to market exactly like you say Steve. So they're like put together a go-to-market strategy for this you're like oh, i don't know where to start because there's a million different angles that you you guys are trying to attack you just have to narrow it down right absolutely man absolutely yeah. do you uh, do you see more apps that want to go bootstrap or vc these days especially in this economy and you know. It could just be my audience, but a lot of the people I work with tend to be more bootstrap and entrepreneurial. And so mm. I'm directly, you know, we, we work with a lot of big companies, but at the same time, like the majority of the clients that we have are going to be bootstrap and founders. And so like for my mission and this, my mission is to, with the agency, like to be the most affordable, most effective. Right. And so like, I don't, because I know it's so hard to be an entrepreneur. 
I know what it's like. And it's just like, you go through so many peaks and valleys. You have a lot of self-doubt and you're like, dude, how am I going <laughs> to, you know, that first year on my own, you know, I was just like, what is going on? I don't know how I'm going to make money. And mm -hmm. so I, I want to be that, but like personally, it depends on your goals. I grew up in the Bay area, right? I was born in Burma, Myanmar came to the States when I was six years old and been in the Bay area ever since. And so I always had this mentality that you raise for, you raise billion, raise millions, sell for billions. And then as I started listening to more and more podcasts and started growing up, I was like, you know what? I want a lifestyle business. Who's to say that's the wrong type of business to build. I get to be with my family. I get to hang out. I get to drop yep. off my kids. I got to pick up my kid, my daughter in an hour. You know, that's the ideal lifestyle I want versus trying to raise millions and then try to sell for billions. Cause I've yeah. even handled clients with who's raised good amount of money. And then they have their own freaking problems, right? You think you raised a million dollars and you're like, oh man, this is amazing. I'm not set. And you got a whole net set of problems. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was talk about the other side, the other side of raising money, the things that mm -hmm. we think is like a great accomplishment. Here's the dark side mm. of that. Here's the dark side yeah. of having a million dollar business. You know what I mean? Like all the things that we think are so great. Here's the other side that I've heard. And that's why I love mm. for me with my podcast. It's just like, this is my time to learn and really engage and keeps me sharp. So I'm so glad you guys started this too. When I start, when I saw you, you were like thinking about this, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. But like, it's for me to learn and stay sharp because I don't know everything, but it also helps with that. And so I've taken this perspective of like this podcast, like whoever the guest is, I'm going to learn from that person and I'm going to try to mm -hmm. take, squeeze out the best information, the most information out of this yeah, person too. Yeah, squeeze out the juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's, that's great. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a win-win uh, all around. Um, having this kind of platform that like you, you, you grow yourself and potentially an audience. And when you have like an agency like you, like it's like it, it drives leads and, and uh, reputation and all of that, but you also learn at the same time and gives a platform for the person coming on. Like it's really like this, like virtuous, uh, circle cycle. Um, you're missing the hidden great, benefit. You great. become a better listener for the wife. You know what I mean? You're, you're like, Oh, really engaged with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> since i started she keeps telling me oh, maybe we should do a podcast together oh really like, you know, relationship <laughs> and we're like oh. oh wow that relationship podcast that could get it could go one of two ways <laughs> it could go one of two ways yeah one of two ways. there's no third way <laughs> it's only one of two the problem <laughs> the pro I, I completely agree with all of that steve but the problem i find is that it's like keeping stuff in my brain is so difficult so we'll have a great chat and i'll be like oh my god it's like so many like knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb right. and i'll go through and i'll edit the thing so of the of the two of us i've listened to it about a million times oh my god and then a week later i'm like oh, i can't remember anything out there <laughs> <laughs> dude so that's why i like themes so i just wait for the next person to tell me the same thing and then i'm just like okay and it hits <laughs> yeah. right and i'm like okay now i remember <laughs> the, th the third the second like, time yes, you remember exactly. yeah, yeah 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 it comes back it comes back if it's just the um, first time i'm like mm, you, i'm not uh, sure i trust you jake but then if you want to say that like, okay there's something here <laughs> might be bs but yeah the second time is, is true um what i want to say the um so you said so for the for the other side uh, the people who are trying to be like a lifestyle uh, business yep. or bootstrap app um what do you think is the the best way to find the niche like is there a way to like research the niche and how do you get your first i don't know few hundreds installed yeah like, okay is there like a playbook for that yeah Great question. I, I actually wanted to create a, a video series about this. So number one, find the, the category that I found that has the highest conversion rates is, you guys want to take a guess? What do you got, Jake? I'm going to say some kind of like adult dating. <laughs> okay. I have no data on that one. You could be right on that one. <laughs> oh man. I think it's like, it's just, is it, is it? Go Jake, on, go you got to get off field. Oh, man, okay. You just so got to get off field. So many of those things. <laughs> There's so many of those things when you're in sensor tower looking at like the, the apps that are blowing up and it's just all these random, like 
sex chat live chat things there's so many of them it's crazy mm. but i don't know about the conversion rate go on yo what, what do you think what's your guess so i've got boeing and sell maybe like weather app mm. like those ones are always like kind of like the weather or like a photo filter like mm. editing photo editing so according to my data you know you guys could be right so i'm not saying you guys are wrong okay i'm not i'm not doing that but what i, I found is the the mental health space so mm-hmm. I think it's a win-win, right. Yeah. right? Like if you think about like Rooted, Anya talked about this too on our podcast, so I'm not sharing anything private, but she was like, look, I went after panic attack because that one had the lower, it had lower traffic, but it had lower competition, right? She's bootstrapping it and she's gone on to do, to do over 3 million downloads. And, but she was talking about like going after that. And so you can imagine if somebody's searching for, let's just say, I don't know, feel better, calm, right? I know it's a generic term, but it's also branded, but like, but let's say I'm searching for calm, like I might not have a higher intent, but if I'm searching for panic attack, boy, you better know I'm going to mm-hmm. probably subscribe. And so I would try to stay in that niche. One of my favorite tools to use is app follow. And so you can put whatever like generic term, like anxiety relief, for example, and then just pick out what I like to do. And I can show you guys if I want to share my screen, but I like to find app follow mm-hmm. has a great tool where you can tap on any app. And there's this little eye icon and it'll give you a list of keywords. And then now you have the keyword volume. And what I found is you need for so one of our apps that we have, we rank number one for two keywords around search traffic score of 30. Okay. And where it, it's built mm-hmm. to eight to $10,000 a month on autopilot. So when I was working with another client, they're like, Hey, I have this app idea. And I was like, that's a stupid idea. Right. But when I did, when I went to app follow, I found this keyword and I was like, Hey, actually there's something here and it's got a search traffic of around 30. So I'm trying to find two phrases that are similar, right? Think app masters, one word, mm-hmm. think app masters with a space, two words. And so I found that for him. And I was like, dude, I don't know what I don't, what I don't know, but I know nobody's paying attention to this keyword phrase in their title or subtitle. And it has enough volume. Mm-hmm. And all I knew was my app. I was like, my app, I think I was like, I think I can get you to number one. And my app ranks number one for these similar traffic volume. So do you want to call your app that? And he's like, let's do it. And so we did. And then we got it to be number one. I can share some of the strategies for that. Got it to be number one. And now he's making about five to 6,000 with that app. And so it's more niche. It's in the chat mm-hmm. GPT space, but it's more niche, you know? And then we can, now what I'm trying to do with that app is just try to find, I wonder, now I have no data on this. I wonder if I can go after keyword search traffic scores of 20 to 30 that have low difficulty that nobody's paying attention to because any new newbie ASO is going to pay attention to the big ones and then just try to rank Mm -hmm. well for all of them. And then let's see if we can just build up enough little tiny keywords at that army and let that see, let's see what that does Mm -hmm. to the downloads. And so it sounds like there's the the the, the main. Uh, this is an obvious question, right? But maybe people that are out there that haven't done much ASO. I'm not certainly not an expert. Title subtitle is yeah. the place where you want that to be. And if you're in a search difficulty of something like that, you only need to be in those places. You haven't really got to think too much about anything else to do with that. Absolutely, man. So yeah, I mean, we could pick one, right? Give me a category if you want mm-hmm. for those just watching on the YouTube make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel the so we can just yeah, do as easy you. as like chat GPT so like you know we build for the outcome yeah. when I when because there's a lot of chat GPT apps that we work with build for the outcomes what I said you want to compete with the official compete with genie or even ask AI go ahead right these guys have huge budgets and they're running massive UA campaigns but I like to build for the outcome mm-hmm. and so I'm just gonna keep scrolling and then try to find one that is gonna start showing me the outcome Spoiler alert, I'll just go with like AI writer, right? I'm like, oh, cool, AI writer. Okay, mm-hmm. let me start with that. So here I did find one AI writer. It's like 2000 reviews. Okay, cool, email writing. Then I'm gonna click this little eye icon and then it's gonna, app follow is gonna do all the keyword research. Now what I believe, mm-hmm. no insider data, app follow is using the AS, the Apple search ads API. And what mm-hmm. app, if you were trying to run Apple search ads for these apps, you would get this the apple would be like suggesting right. these yeah. keywords so mm-hmm. i think it's the right metadata yeah. that they have and now i'm trying to find the right keywords around that like what other things that people are not paying t- attention to so it could be like i know essay writers one paragraph writers another one these other keywords and then i can always just go up to chat gpt but i started off with that build some revenues yeah. and then go up funnel that's awesome and when do you um 
When do you think about monetization? Straight away? Literally from 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 the launch of the app or <laughs> after a few bro, installs? Bro, I, I would love your opinion on this too. I My opinion is straight away. I just like, hmm. I think for me, it's more of it. It's the right signal to look for if I'm really serving a real need, right? Because mm. if I ask you like, hey, yeah. you, want, you want to do an agency together? Let, let's just do everything for free. <laughs> You'd be like, what the hell? How are we going to make money? I get it. There's time and all that stuff. But like I've seen so many app developers pour all their heart and energy and like tens of thousands of dollars in making a great product and like not really focusing on the niche what is their actual go-to-market strategy and what is their monetization, mm -hmm. right? And then I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful app, but I also have worked with a bunch of different apps that are the ugliest UI, UX that you'll ever experience, <laughs> but because they're niche and they're ranking for the right keywords, they're making money, right? And I'm like, don't- They're printing. Yeah, they're yeah. printing it. And so, you know, I think right off the bat, because then I want the right signals that it, this is something that people want. I agree. I agree. Because I was thinking, how do you do it afterwards anyway? Because it's like you start and then you're like, you'll insert a paywall or something. Like it, it, it feels weird. And if you're like, if you're confident about the need you, the niche you're serving, there's no reason why having a, a subscription or whatever, one of payment. You want an easy bad. path like to like one star okay. reviews? Yeah. <laughs> Take a free product that you've had for years for free. <laughs> <laughs> Make it paid. You're the easiest <laughs> path to one star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, dealt with it. We're dealing yeah, with this right yeah, now. Yeah. It's like, you know, we bought this app and it's just like, it was free with an in-app purchase for the longest time. No new features, by the way. Put an onboarding experience, charge $60, went from $3 one time to $60 per year, 10X the revenues, but you also get people, because it's been around for a long time, people are like, this app used to be free. What the hell happened, right? And these are like, yeah, yeah, we're only yeah, doing yeah. it to like new downloads. We're not even doing it to like people who've had the app and been using it for years. We're not forcing the paywall on them. But like for those who deleted and re-downloaded, they're like, yeah. so we're getting one stars and being like, this used to be free, what the hell happened? So. Yeah, and right. I think if you're used to not paying for something, you, and naturally you you don't want you don't value it almost. You don't think that you don't you you think you value it, but naturally you don't. It's the same with people ask the surveys like, would you pay for this product? And people are probably going to say no. But even the people that say yes, when it <laughs> yeah. comes to it, they're not going to pay for the damn exactly. thing because they're used to having yeah. it for free. I had one case study. So we have this one app that has you know five million multi-active users, one million organic downloads per month, and you know, they finally added the paywall to their onboarding and they're like, oh, this is great. We're making more money. This wasn't even a subscription yet. This is just in-app purchases. They had a bunch of things you can buy, right? And so, great, we're making more money. Wow, guess what happened to their retention too? It went up because I feel like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like people focus more on like all this, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate, hate on the product-led growth side of things. I just think that's important once you've sort of found product market fit. Like product like growth happens yeah. when you sort of hit a revenue point, in my opinion, hit a revenue point. Because in the beginning, if you're not hitting at that revenue point, well, you should be focused on the onboarding, the paywall. Now when our app, like we're at eight to 10 and I'm like, okay, good. Now it's like, okay, what new features can we build to grow it? Cause I think this, the, the conception that most people have is if I build these new features, they will come. And I'm like, no, if I make mm. more money, then I have enough resources to build you the features that hopefully get them to come or force them to stay, right? So, I mean, that's just yeah. my philosophy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to the um, to having a paid app, right? What is maybe your opinion, but also from the numbers and the things that you've seen, yeah. when you have an app where it's, you can't try anything, all you know about it is what you read on the app store and you have to subscribe or even start a free trial to see anything yeah, yeah. versus yeah. you get like limited or no limited. Right. So I have data on this. Okay. What, so what works? One yeah. of my apps. So we, we, we went, it's a hard paywall. So there's no X, Jake. Okay. Yeah. There you got an onboarding free to download. You have an onboarding, you hit with the paywall. Yeah. They have to pay or just leave the app. Right. And we were like, okay, cool. We launched with that. I was against it by the way. And I was like, this is scammy. I don't like it but this is how my co-founder built it. We launched it, 
went instantly one to 10,000. I was like, whoa, this is great. Okay. And now like we put an X in there and the revenues dropped in half, like literally dropped in half. Now it could be a short sighted for us. Okay. Could be short sighted. But I also think if you're just new, you should test a hard paywall because it forces people. And then you can really see if you're building something cool, right? Because hard paywalls tend to have yeah. higher trial activation rates, right? The, but a friend of mine, Rich, he tested hard paywall versus locked content because he was giving away so much free content in his app. And I was like, bro, just lock more shiznit mm -hmm. up. And so he tested the comparison both. Hard paywall was slightly better, but not enough for him to want to do a hard paywall. So I would say, you know, like I use app follow and they might charge me soon, but I don't pay for them. And I pay for a lot of ASO tools, but if we don't have to pay for the features we love, we're never going to pay, even yeah. if we love the app, yeah. right? And so that's the yeah. fine balance I would do is try to lock up more features. And then I share this on LinkedIn today, but like the, I, the zero app, and I'll tell you guys, I love the zero app. It's literally right here, right? Like it's oh, me right, too. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I use it. I use it almost every day as well. Do you pay? Yeah. Do you pay you on? No. Exactly. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't either. I love that, the app, it does, by the way. <laughs> it does. It does. It does everything that I need to do. I just press fasting yes. and then I press stop and that's it. It that's just right. records everything. Like, what do I need to pay for? Exactly. Yeah. And so what they, now you and I probably using it for a long time, so we didn't see experiences, but I, I down, redownload again for one of my clients because they're a competitor of them. And I noticed that they have a hard paywall. Right. And during the onboarding, mm -hmm. they have all the best practices. They're engaging me. They ask for push notifications, all that stuff. And then, but when I hit the paywall, it's hard. I got to get out or leave. Right. And then, mm. and so I was like, okay, fine. I'll get out. Right. So I got out literally five minutes later, they sent me a push notification being like, Hey, now you can access zero for free. So I tapped on that push oh, notification. I then get a, the same paywall, but now there's an X. And then I can hit X off of that. And then I'm, so I thought that was an interesting fine balance between the two. Yeah. And that's one strategy that I do want to test out with my pay hard paywall is that like, okay, cool. People who buy, buy during the onboarding. So test that onboarding, have that's a hard really, paywall really and then try that. But they're huge, man. And I was like, yeah, look, this is a, this is what a, a bootstrap growth hacker, you know, us three would be trying to do, but they're already huge. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. they're probably yeah, finding yeah, yeah. that, you know, their subscription revenue is low because, you know, you and I are like, I, I got it. It's just the timer. Like I got everything <laughs> I need. <laughs> no, no, but that's, that's the difference between maybe like, uh, maybe then I don't know zero, uh, the funding and everything, but it's kind of uh, the difference between VC and bootstrap. It's like the bootstrap person would do that shit. We'd do the out paywall and find a way to use push notification to bring you back and give you something soft afterwards. Right. But first we're going to make sure that if you can pay, <laughs> let's just, let's just make sure that you can pay first. Yeah. But, uh, it's funny, like, um, recently, uh, Jake and I were looking at, um, the way we're managing our newsletter mm. with the podcast yep. and we're using beehive is one of these, like this new tool. It's really cool actually. And we're like, fuck this It's too expensive. Let's cancel it for now because we we're not big enough yet that it, it matters that much. And as I hit the, it was it's not an app, it's on the website, but it was similar story. I hit cancel, and then they were like, "Before canceling, let us give you three months for free for the oh, wow. for three months for the price of one." Wow. So that brings us to the end of the year. It slashes the cost by a third, by two thirds, and I was like. Well, that price I'll stay. That's fine. <laughs> so, do you so, know how many times I've done that with so Audible? I'm like, uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't cancel, but like I say, it was another like it's like strategies when people are to check if they're gonna pay, like you said, with the delayed push notification or trying to get them to stay when they're canceling because it's a price thing and you're just giving them you're keeping the smaller revenue, but you're keeping the customer for longer. Yeah. Um, and it's clever because in three months we might be bigger and at that point we can pay that price. There you go. We man. don't care. Maybe we'll be bigger. Time. So, yes, sir. so then yeah. uh, this, having me on is just going to blow up. All right. You just, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's the biggest growth. hack. <laughs> We're going to hold you to that. Um, the, the flip side to that, right. Is that if you say, it'd be interesting to see the retention, like what's the retention of the people that almost leave and they're like sucked in with, I'll oh, just pay $2 for three months. Cause I'm assuming you're at the end of that period, they're going to say, 
you now need to go back to paying full price. Right. And at that point, we'll be used to not paying full price. So you're back in, the, you're back in a worse position because you like you've had it for cheaper. You know they can do it for cheaper, but you're it's like, true. fuck you, I don't want that. Right. So it's yeah. interesting. I think those cart abandonment paywalls, I guess you could call it, is is pretty cool. Pretty. Interesting. One of my friends yeah. did that, yeah. where he was like, if you cancel a trial, you will get a push notification to try to. He tries to win him back. And so he sends a push notification with the 50% offer and he's starting to see good numbers through that. Now it's not a super high conversion mm. rate. And according mm. to my data, it's roughly around a four to 5% conversion rate from actually push to actual paid customer. But it's a, it's an interesting strategy. And I think, you know, I think we need to, we as apps need to learn from games and the e-commerce brands like card abandonment type of stuff too. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I think my internet's so slow. You yeah, so I guess if you, if you, that's right. So if you're going into no, okay. a, if, if you're doing a um, seven day free trial, then I feel like you got to be damn sure that th- that person is going to find value in s- five days because that's probably <laughs> when they've set the reminder in their phone to like cancel this thing they've just signed up for. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I think I, in my opinion, if you're doing a free trial period, it needs to be long enough that that person gets hooked on that. And I don't really often see that. I don't know about you, Steve, like what the average length of a free trial is like seven to 14 days, right? Do you, do you think that's long enough to get someone hooked into an app? Yeah, I mean, that's, so this was a little bit dated, but you know, I have a community that I run too, and they were telling me that they've tested 14, they've tested 30 and seven days seems to be the most ideal. So I think seven is good enough, right? And I think if you're solving a real problem, I had one client where they were doing one plan, one monthly plan with a 30 day trial. Okay. I was like, let's do a yearly one and let's remove the trial on the monthly and let's give it a seven day trial on the yearly. So the set, the monthly was $15. The yearly is about $69, right? When we made that change to the paywall, immediate boost in the revenues. And we didn't see any like, mm-hmm. you know, cancel. So obviously we're making more money up front right mm-hmm. now and so that's why it helps with the immediate boost but yeah like we were yes like trial activation start rate went down a little bit but it made up for it in the the total overall revenues because i think you know for me like when i think about trials i try mm-hmm. to i try to give the trial in the most ideal plan the highest ltv plan and that could be weekly for some apps but most apps will be yearly right and so i will remove trials from all the other plans I'll, I like to have three plans and I'll remove the trials from all the other plans and only have the yearly be the one that we're like, okay, cool. You get the trial. Cause I think, you know, as long as the mm-hmm. metrics make sense, you're the only one monthly. It's like based on my numbers, about three months. Right. So if I'm charging $15 a month, that's $45 LTV. Shoot. If I can get one person to get if I have more people to buy the annual for $69, that's just increased my LTV of that customer too interesting yeah that's pretty cool my um my take on um the seven day trial is that it's not based on data it's just it, for me the logic is that if you can't get value to someone in seven days like how long do you need yeah to, sure for do. them to experience the the app you know so there is data i feel for like that. there's some it's this i just said there no, there's the, definitely data yeah. i was just it's it yeah yeah, yeah. that's why i'm like you have oh, a short sure. window of time um, to like try to get users to engage and then pay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I was when 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 you were talking, I was thinking about these these new uh, the AI apps as well um, that 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 are popping up at the moment. You might have seen them because I think they're from the US. They're all about. Have you have you heard the term Riz? Yes, bro. Riz, My son you know, like, told me about that. Yeah, like it. What's the definition of Riz? Having Riz, it's like you can chat up girls or boys. I, like, is that, is that I think you can chat? I think it's short is for that, charisma. What definition is? I think it's short for charisma, and then is Riz charisma? Like, yeah, ah. like so. Like you got charisma, ah. you got game, you got game, bro. So that's what I hear. From the you teenagers. got game, yeah. yeah. So I've seen these apps. Like they, 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 they're based on AI. So it's it's probably like a, a layer on top of uh, uh, ChatGPT and stuff, and they're like. Uh, they must be doing a killing right now with the the, the teens and like the the youth out there out there. What they do just for the people listening or watching is that they plug the AI to um, read your conversation with uh, someone you're trying to seduce, and will give you the the chat up lines basically to like uh-huh. get to your goal to get to the next phase. 
um and that's pretty and they're dope. charging i don't know like they they've got yeah they've got like uh they, they, they're doing yeah. a kid but on tiktok it works yes a charm You've got their flow. Yeah, um, I've got their after. So I was wondering if you if you've seen that recently and yep. nice. That's building for um, the outcome, right? It's a ChatGPT, like but it's a dating yeah. assistant, right? Yeah. Like so, that's building for the outcome. So yeah, I mean, there's boy AI boyfriend, AI friend, AI girlfriend. You know, there's all these AI things coming up right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, is that is that the latest uh, kind of trend that you've seen in like the app kind of? Um, <laughs> ecosystem right now with the ai and absolutely man. everybody's people. got an ai yeah. app that they're building you know it's crazy because yeah. i had this there was this yeah there was a couple of keywords around ai and i was just like man i want to build this app and couldn't build it but like i knew there was now there's like so much competition yeah i think ai is definitely here to stay for all this stuff yeah who's ranking number one right now in the app store for ai just AI in general? That's a good question, Jake. Look. Yeah, literally just AI. It's going to be the most competitive time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You'd be surprised. You guys got any guesses? Like ChatGPT, official app? No or idea. No idea. It's yeah, yeah. Is there, is there an app for ChatGPT? Yeah, ChatGPT. Yeah, ChatGPT has. No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I just your own direction. Oh, it's right. Ask AI. They're, they're the number one for AI. <laughs> so it's Ask AI, not even ChatGPT. Yeah. Not even ChatGPT has it. Interesting. And, oh. and, and so it's even your opinion, right? If we were going to do like a tear down of this, like what do you think they have done to secure themselves in that position above all of that competition? Above oh, even yeah. ChatGPT. All right. So I believe hmm. I have some anecdotal data on this. Look, using some keyword installs, these type of campaigns, I can almost get any app with any keyword into the top 10. Now, I believe what makes a difference between all these ones, one, obviously keyword optimization. Everybody has AI in their title, right? Two, I believe it's download velocity. So I know Ask is doing mm. a lot of, you know, they're probably doing a lot of UA. Lastly, and I do have data to support this, I think it's revenues. And so, you know, to go full circle on this, how should you look? Because we had one client, we finally got them to be number one for a high converting keyword, meaning high converting in terms of sales. Mm. We, he, they then swapped out from Apple in-app purchases to Stripe. So great business decision, right? Makes sense. So they're then charging by Stripe, yeah. but their app store connect revenues went from a hundred thousand plus a month all the way to pretty much five, right? Like literally, doop, mm. and then around the same time, no changes to the title, right? The that keyword is in the title. No changes to ASO, that keyword ranking dropped. And then I've seen other apps mm. where one of my other clients, we were number four for this keyword. And then we turned on, we do the paywall. We had free monthly and yearly. Those are the buttons. Guess what everybody's tapping? Free, like literally remove the free option. You guys have to watch the visuals. So I'm using my hands, but we remove the free option. And then we started making money now. And then they went from four to number two, not doing anything from an ASO perspective. So I feel wow. like it is once you get to the top chart, like top three, I think it's just a different algorithm. And I feel like Apple weights revenue a little bit higher and download velocity once you're bidding for the first three spots yeah it would make sense though because they'll make <clears throat> they'll make more money yeah, apple exactly. uh, by putting the app that generates the more money for them yeah uh, do they still take 30 percent? is that the revenue they take it's 15 for if you're under a th uh, million 15. a year but if you want to get in the nitty-gritty if you ever move apps and you sell an app you lose that 15 percent. so even if you're not at a million a, a year so yeah, kind of mm. sucks. Like Calm literally okay. could put meditation in their title wow. and probably get to number one. But they don't care. Yeah, because it's just called Calm, right? Yeah, they don't they don't do anything. No, that's ego. It's just they, they just have a big <laughs> ego. They just don't want to. They don't want to do the ASO stuff. They don't. They're too big already. Yeah, they really don't. Um, I mean, I would imagine anyone searching for meditation app is looking for a Calm competitor by now. It's like everyone's tried that app. Yeah, they yeah. Want something else. <laughs> interesting so this so what, what was that tool you were just using this Steve? Was oh it? yeah let's put it back so you guys have to watch the youtube it's called that follow 
I love it. Make oh, that was AppFollow again. Yeah. And that's and that's free on the free tier. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, AppFollow. Never charge wow. me, please. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll keep talking about you. But yeah, you can look at it. This should give you an affiliate link, to be honest, because after 10 years, you probably send them like thousands of customers. That's like true. thousands. Well, send it to um, send it to Johan and Jake, okay? Send my affiliate fee to Johan and Jake. <laughs> well, look, they put Comp did sleep and meditation in the UK, though. I just did UK. So maybe they're testing oh. ASO in the UK. Yeah, they're, they're struggling in the UK. They're struggling. So they're they struggling. Need to, <laughs> <laughs> they need to oh, Canada, they're number one. Up the See? rankings. Maybe we'll push them, man. This, well, mark yeah. this date. Canada, number one. They have sleep and meditation in their title. Yeah. And so on that point, Steve, something I've yep. often wondered about ASO is yep. if, you're, if you are, you're doing well and you're happy with your rankings that so you climbed a bit and you're, let's say you're like number 20 mm -hmm. and, you, and you can't get up any further is there then a risk of completely changing say your title and just trashing it and falling completely down the rankings and how do you kind of mitigate that risk because it, it feels like it's such a channel where you have to you have to roll the dice right you have to make a big play yep and it could backfire on you and you know what's the best way to kind of manage that yeah that's a great question so let's say if you're look i believe if you're not in the top three it doesn't even matter there's no key, that's my opinion though i don't have a lot of data to back this up like there's no key difference between like mm -hmm. six and 50 in my opinion right or 10 and 50 maybe there's a thing so like unless it's like a category where there's going to be multiple apps like dating right where you have five apps and you have a folder of these apps then i believe that you have to be top three so the way to mitigate is the us app store and i know the uk does i think couple of different localization but the us app store actually has nine different localization and we do have data that says that they are being supported by the us rankings and so the way to mitigate it would be to one start slowly you can do one of two things right like let's say you're you can't break the top 20 i try to find a lower competition keyword right and then i just move it up but the way but you don't want to lose it right so you like removed it from the us title now you want to put it in the us subtitle and the spanish mexico title Right. So that helps you mitigate that because mm -hmm. I have some data. This is a couple of years back where I repeated the same keyword in the US subtitle and the Spanish Mexico title. And we saw a bump in the rankings. Right. Because I think title and subtitle have the highest weight. Like, don't even mess around with it. And frankly, if you're going to be mm -hmm. bootstrapped, I would just say call your app the meditation app. You know, I just looked at an app called the mindfulness app. Right. Like, that's it. That's it. It's just completely ASO games and that's it. And so I think, you know, Headspace and Calm kind of did that in a way, right? And and so that's how I would do it if I was trying to be bootstrapped and I didn't want to spend a lot on UA. Mm. It's just call your app with the, do keyword research, find the low difficulty one and just call it whatever the app is. And the, the benefit too, Jake, is if there's actually Google web search volume for let's say meditation app or whatever app, right? you can actually get traffic through that. So one of the clients that we worked with, he ranks number one for on Google. I think he's okay, we, we shared this publicly, for Geometry Solver, right? And we, we helped him go from like a dollar a day to all the way to, now he's doing pretty well. I'll let him share his numbers. But at the time of the recording, it was about a dollar a day to 17 and then to, I think it was like $50 a day, right? Just optimizing the paywall. He's already getting downloads. So he's ranking number one on the app store for Geometry Solver. But then we ran some different hacks. And then he started, I was like, dude, you went from $50 a day to $200 a day. Where's all this traffic coming from? And when I looked at within App Store Connect, it was like, web refer. Who's this web refer? Oh, Google. I was like, what? And so you literally search for Geometry Solver on Google. He's number Google, one. Yeah. And so don't ignore the, the web. Mm. Don't just think ASO on the App Store ASO think also on the web and calling it by mm. whatever your keyword that you're trying to target as long as there's volume on both stores or both places you should get a pretty high ranking for both yeah mm, that's really interesting that's, yeah that's really cool yeah because on on the the google play store they use that data to to show up to show apps yeah on on google searches so yeah that makes sense that makes sense. And also they show uh, Apple apps too. I don't think it's just restricted to Google. Oh yeah, Play it depends on your platform. Like it's usually uh, mobile searches. iOS apps. Yeah, yeah. It really depends if you're on Android or I iPhone, yeah, 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 but they yeah, will yeah. show iPhone apps too. Especially maybe they have it on like device. Nice. Like if I'm on nice, Mac. Nice, nice. 
I wanted to ask you, like you must have, um, maybe not, because I know you got the identity and you work with a lot of apps, but yeah. do you yourself have a lot of apps? Not, like not many that make How money. Many? Dude, uh, dude <laughs> okay, share? look, one app, okay, look, this ASO shits and it works, okay? One app, it was a motivational quote app, okay? Just call it that. And because there's so many of these type of apps. Yeah. And I finally found a keyword that had traffic. Yeah. And so I renamed it everything with that. I did my magic. We're finally number one for that keyword, that phrase. And we've made $500 within the past like two weeks. And it is the most proud $500 I've made. But it goes to show you like it was just sitting there. And I was just like, okay, budget. Like I got to change yeah. this app name. And I, I changed the app name. And now that I have downloads, I'm like, okay, I'm going like, how can I charge more? Because motivational apps, I can only charge $20 a year. You know, like that's what that's the price that people have set. So I was like, okay, well, mm, I could do add more features like a to do list or a journal. And if I get to the journal realm, well, I can charge like $50, $60 a year, right? So one was step one, get downloads through whatever means possible. And then just so, yeah, we do. I would say one that is actually making money, but I am, we have a developer that I just hired a couple of months ago and we're, we're in the midst of building out. That's 2024, my friend. Yeah. I want to. I want to play pickleball all day and just make money. That's the, that's the goal. <laughs> and just sprint on the side. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, because I, I, I was asking that because you, you've got so uh, much knowledge and, and access to people that you've spoke to and like, you, you, yeah, you, you're in the weeds uh, every, every week on like, you know, you know, you know what's happening, right? Yeah. So like I, I was, my second question was like, what are the, for, for people who are, feel like they like they want to go into this journey or try uh, bootstrapping and app. they've got ideas but they don't really know how to do it you just mentioned a developer like is that the prerequisite like having at least like one guy who knows how to code or can you learn yourself like i know the no code low code um space is improving you know every, like over the last few years like is it is it is it doable or do you still yeah. need like kind of um uh, to be a, a team of two, I guess, like a developer and maybe more like a growth marketer and right. vice versa. I mean, I know knowing how to code, right? I coded my own very first apps. I did it. I did all the coding. I, I wouldn't suggest that. I would find a developer. I think building is, in my opinion, the easiest thing to do. So I'd almost, you can buy templates. You know, I bought a template through this builder. It's It was called, it's called Corona, but they were built on JavaScript and Lua. So I understood that language versus like Objective-C at the time. And so I bought a template. It was like a photo gallery template. Mm. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I can make this into a flashcard app. So it was like, they already had a swiping mechanism built in place. And I just modified it so that if you tap, you know, up or bottom, it would make a sound essentially, right? And that was the modification I made. So start with a template. There's all these templates out there too. Start with the template, hire a developer, modify it, to your liking and then just go right if you found a nice niche just go a friend of mine did a col adult coloring book and he said he bought a template he shared it on youtube publicly but he said he, he just bought a template and that's what it is and you know obviously the adult coloring book he has his own yeah. coloring book yeah so yeah hmm. nice you don't need a full-time developer like yeah, nice. we have access to like, I mean, like uh, worldwide talent exactly yeah, yeah, yeah projects you can hire people from on projects and stuff like uh, yeah. the reason i'm saying this because i i <laughs> i discovered that my uh my brother is a full-time like a full stack developer so i can tap into him for apps so like all this discussion we had with you today i'm like mm, maybe i should uh go do a meditation app with him next maybe <laughs> just you should talk to your that. brother more you just discovered this that's <laughs> what <laughs> so i was thinking yeah. <laughs> i know i said it I, I, I took the risky route now i knew i knew he was a developer okay. but you know I, I never thought that we could work together because he's got a full-time job and i've got a full-time job oh, but you know I, I think we could uh, combine but we spoke about this in the, um, the episode um where you showed up for your cameo <laughs> we spoke about the game that we're launching and actually oh, nice. everything that we spoke about made made me think again about maybe monetization and, and things like that but i i don't think it's applicable to what we're doing we're doing a, a virus like you know this uh, this um this game plague i think it's been used like a billion times you know mm. like the you need to spread the virus across plague the world Inc., right. it's a yeah plague inc it's huge on the app store it's been there for years they must have made a lot of money um 
we're doing a um, real life version of that where you you have to infect your friends with a QR code within the app and that gives them access to the app. You can't play the app if you don't get infected. <laughs> so it's like kind of creates FOMO as well at the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if we could monetize that. We, I had this discussion with my brother. I was like, how do we monetize that stuff? I'm like, we don't, we just get millions of users. That's the, <laughs> that's the, that's the, the idea, just but I don't know. You might have a different opinion. No, I mean, yeah, it's just for fun. Yeah, if it's just for fun, it's just for fun. I think we're coming up to the end of the hour and I don't want to take too much of your time. Sure. So, where can people find more about you? Where's the best place for people to go to consume your content? And I must say, I know Yo said at the start about being a big fan. Whenever I am building an ASA campaign, I go back to your videos on like oh, ASA thanks, campaign man. structure. So, you know, thanks for giving you a few thousand that. views on those over the years. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious yeah I mean it's just appmasters.com or just check out our YouTube channel and it's youtube.com slash appmasters but I want to congratulate you guys man I think it's going to be awesome you know having done content you know for like 10 plus years now I think I want to commend you guys on just continuing you know I have a saying that like I think beginning is easy and people get caught up on it but I'm like okay let's just say hard but like continuing is even harder and the fact that you guys have been able to just consistently publish these episodes like that's kudos to you man so congratulations to you guys thanks what sound Thank effect you. are we gonna get oh dude i was looking for one okay here you go, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it should be this one really because you guys didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> I saw you looking down. I was like, oh, I'm going to wait for him to do the sound effect. But uh, no, thank you, man. It's, it's definitely brutal. It's definitely more brutal than you think when people are like, consistency is key. And when you're not doing it, like, oh, it's fucking easy to just put something out there. But it, it can be brutal. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be doing yeah. it on my own. I must say, it's it definitely halves the load when, when Jake, you're doing it as a two. So we uh, commend you, Steve, for doing it on your own. You, well, Jake, like, the, yeah. the thing that I said was, I. I did all the editing in the very beginning, dude. And then I had one guy who would, after every question, just say, um, and then answer it. And I was like editing that podcast. I was deleting all that shiznit for him and literally 30 minutes of editing. I'm like five minutes into the episode. And then after that, I was like, screw it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Very light editing. Just throw it up and <laughs> take the file, download, throw it up, you know, put some <laughs> intro music and that's it. Cause otherwise I'm going to kill myself and I'm going to stop creating this content. Yeah. So I was just like, forget it. That's why yeah. we went live and we don't like, I'm like, do you edit? And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> like keep it real, man. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe we need to do that. When we first started the, 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 what we said we were going to do was like just harness AI to do everything and not do a single second of editing ourselves. But now we just edit everything. And instead of a guy saying, um, after every question, I have Yoan's microphone noises every time he moves yeah, the down. Dude, yes. <laughs> he needs to stand. You need to get him to stand, man. Yeah, I hear it too. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I thought it was cooler to have a, to all that. I wanted to be different. But uh, apparently, you could be different, still noise, have a stand, so. you know, like just have a stand, you know, so you don't have to hold a mic. Well, you want to be like a rapper, man? I know you love rap. You want to be a rapper? Is that why you got the mic on you? Yeah. I want to go like this. Yeah. <laughs> All the upside down. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to create a little little style, but you know, apparently it's uh, screwing up the sound. No, it's not. We just need right. to wait for like Riverside or Squadcast or Descript to come out with the the mic noise remover because none of them seem to be good at doing that. So there we go. Yeah, or keep the keep the arms. Just remove the yeah. Keep the arms. Just remove the the mic sounds. Come on. Like you can but that's, I think that's definitely one good thing about doing this and you've probably seen the same Steve is that you I, I hope now that I say far less ums on these things than I did yes. when we first started doing the thing and I think yeah. in my general life now when I'm given a presentation I'm saying um a lot less yeah yeah yeah, I tried yeah. so hard. So I got my son to stop you just, you just keep quiet yeah yeah exactly keep quiet that's it don't say it just silence yeah but I, I bet you, you won't yeah. find me saying Except for that one thing, you, <laughs> that joke. Yeah, what were you gonna say? You got your you got your son to stop. That sounded interesting. Yeah, he was like six years old, and I was like, "Don't stop saying ums. Like, never, don't." And he just paused, and so he was never doing it. And now he's like, now he's a teenager, and he says "um" all the freaking time. So it's like, forget it. <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> Kids are useless. <laughs> don't don't start actually parenting until they're like 10, 11. 
Uh, that's good to know. When you were saying that, I was like, I'm, if he says that that worked, I'm going to go and start doing that right now with my daughter. But if it's if it's a waste of time, I'm just going to leave. It's always it. time. Great advice. Great advice, Steve. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks yep. for having me, guys. Thank you very much, uh, Steve. Have a great day, and um, yeah, we'll do this again. We'll have you on again. Anytime. Part two at some point. Yeah, definitely, man. It's been it's been awesome. Peace. No, I wouldn't do that. Jake, I don't even try to joke about that anymore, man. It's a touchy subject. Are you guys trying to make me say a trick word? You guys figure out the trick word? Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. It's porcupine, that's right. No. <laughs> Dude, you keep whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, it's 11 a.m. Do you guys put this on YouTube or is it just audio only? Okay. Okay. Hey man, you can see everybody starts off somewhere, do you? Exactly, man. Sure. Yeah, you want it now? Are we, is this live or is this, is this like on? Are we, in, this is the interview? It's recording, okay, all right, yeah. So I don't know if you give you a, a good answer or like a quick answer or like an interviewing type of answer. That's what I'm trying to figure out, you want. All right, well I started in the app space in two, I know, that's why I'm like, okay, well, we're gonna go casual here. <laughs> I need to be sitting down with the mic like that with you. So started in the app space in 2011, started making apps of my own. I taught myself how to code. I was running marketing for a startup in San Francisco. And so I just was doing it on the side. And I thought in 2013, I was like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. And I love listening to podcasts about apps, but not there weren't that many app-related podcasts. And so I decided to say, F it let's start a podcast about apps and solely on apps and let's see if I can learn from some of my heroes in the space to do this full time, take this little side hustle into a full time business. So started interviewing, my first get was the co-founder Shazam and the first CEO and I remained friends with them, Chris Barton. So, and I built up and that was like the first one that really tipped the scales and Selvan Gaucher from Babel, he, you know, he was running Optimin at the time, but he was my, literally my second guest. And so I've been able to remain friends with a lot of different people, but yeah, we, we started interviewing some of my heroes in the space, then built an audience who then the audience started coming to me for marketing help. Now my background was online marketing, like growth hacker, right? And so didn't know what I was doing. That's just trying to learn from everybody. But six months after starting the podcast, there was a little bit of an audience that started enough of an audience that started coming to me that I left my corporate job to do this full time. And so, Fast forward 10 years later, we have an app marketing agency specializing in ASO, some UA, and then monetization as well. And in 2015 is when I made the switch to be more YouTube focused. And I was still doing YouTube videos, but the podcast was like, oh, me learning. And so, but, and then the YouTube was me sharing. So, but now I just go live on YouTube since the pandemic because I, I got lonely and I need friends. <laughs> and so I was like, I need to talk to people. And so I was like, forget the audio only, let's just do it on YouTube. And so like 2020, I just made the shift to not only to no longer do just audio only podcasts and just go live on YouTube. Yeah, man.
Absolutely, man. Yeah, so I just take the audio and put it on put it on the podcast feed. And we get we get a bit more sometimes it's different. Like sometimes I think a lot of people still listen, right? And some and then there's a good amount. So it's sort of it's a nice. It's like why not? Just take the take the audio and throw it on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. I had no idea you even knew me, man. So I appreciate that. Nice, man. summit in london baby you're the keynote you're the first one yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's our meet cute, right? Is that what it's called? It's our meet cute. <laughs> Shortly after, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I begged you to come on to this one, man. I was like, please, you know <laughs> uh. Can you guys hear that? Was that was that not audible? Let me make sure my audios are good. Uh, oh, really? Oh, you know what? My audio, does my audio sound crappy? Uh, how do I change the settings? Because I think it's coming off my default built-in, not this fancy one. Yeah. Do I have to come back? I was saying amend the settings. <laughs> <laughs> 